Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at ColtsCast, and our Instagram is at ColtsCast. Just without the the. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see posts from us, polls we run, exciting highlight videos, and anything in between. For our diehard fans out there, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you're using to listen to us. This will help us grow, and you can also leave feedback to help us improve. So, well, first of all, I am a little under the weather. So, there may be a few coughs here and then that you might hear. I'll try to meet it out. But, the final week of training camp is complete, officially. So, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice, that wraps it all up. Now it's time to look forward to our preseason finale with the Buccaneers. Like I said last week, according to Pro Football Talk, talk the Colts starters are going to be playing up to a half in the final preseason game against the Buccaneers. Head coach Frank Wright later confirmed that uh, with this statement. So, Jamal, I know you saw the news today. Mm-hmm. Brady's playing. Mm-hmm. So, I, I want to let y'all know right now, there's three things ESPN talks about. Dallas Cowboys, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. So, for the next coming week, we going to be on that <laughs> Tom Brady ESPN special. Mm-hmm. So, we need to show out. And put Tom Brady in his place, put the clamps on him. Mm, I I can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. Jamal, let's start with the four players who got cut this week: wide receiver DJ Montgomery, defensive tackle Kavion Patton, uh, center Alex Millet, running back CJ Verdell. Oh, and there's one more person. Who'd that be? Jake Verity. Mm. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and start it off then. Running back, not surprised. We don't need another running back. We have three good ones. Fourth one, if you want to keep one of our other three that we have. Center, we don't need another center. Ryan Kelly. Obviously, Danny Painter can assume the center role. We need him to play any backup for us. Uh, Then you mentioned wide receiver. We already have the fight going for the wide receiver fifth and sixth spot uh, with Patman and Strawn as well as any potential receivers who get dropped uh, in this upcoming week for the big loss. But the number four, that number four, man. You know, when we first started talking about Jake Verity, and I'll be the first person to tell you I was talking so high on him just based off of what I was reading and seeing about him. So am I surprised he got cut after last week or after this week? No, I'm not surprised. Of course, we know how his preseason game went uh, during game one. And then, of course, with this week, on Tuesday, this one I knew it was over on Tuesday. When Blankenship went three or four on Tuesday, I said, Oh, he had a pretty good day, not too bad. And then I saw Verity went one oh four and I said, All right, it's over. It's pretty clear on Tuesday that <laughs> <laughs> this this line was over. And then of course today, or I guess uh technically yesterday, everything kinda happened. Um, they cut him. So again, it's something where it was, I don't want to say it was so much uh blanking ship spot to lose than it was for Verity to come out and show why he should have that spot. And he kind of shot himself in the foot big time uh, this season or preseason. So, you know, best of luck to him wherever he goes. I'm sure he'll get picked up from someone because he does have a boot on him. And I, I know that someone will be willing to work. But 
Shouts out to Blankenship. He got the job. So I want to clarify that Jake Verity, he wasn't one of the players that was actually going to get cut. Right. It was just those four players, Montgomery, Patton, uh, Millette, and Verdell. But our punter went down. Mm-hmm. You guys, I know all Colts Nations heard about that. Rigoberto Sanchez injured his Achilles in practice. It was confirmed to be a torn Achilles. I know Bubba Ventrone is sick to his stomach because so are we. Um, it happened while running gassers, which is crazy. Tearing your Achilles like that, that's that's intense. So we finally found a punter, Matt Hack, and that's why we had to cut Jake Verity. And I knew he was on the chopping block. I told you, Jamal. Yeah, you did. But I guess if our punter didn't go down, he probably actually wouldn't have got cut until the next week's cut. But, yeah, we got Matt Hack. Um, what's really going to be a problem for us is we have to replace our kickoff specialist, our punter, and our holder all at the same time. So Rigoberto Sanchez, I mean, he was probably one of the most valuable pieces to our special teams. No one likes to talk about special teams. It's just supposed to be – I mean, they they don't get appreciated enough by the casual fan. But, I mean, he did a lot for our special teams. And you might be saying, oh, holder's not really hard to do. Well, if it, – it, yeah, it's not a terribly hard job. If you botch a hold, the, the kick isn't going to go where the place kicker wants it to. It's, it's going to be a field kick most likely. So – you want to talk about losing the most valuable component on our special teams? Well, we just lost it. But you know, Matt Hack, we'll see what we what he can do. We also had some other notable injuries. Ryan Kelly's out with COVID. Um, he may be back for the game. I'm not sure. I actually uh, don't think he'll make it because I think they have to do five days, it. okay. and it's self-reported. But I I don't think he'll be back in time. Could be wrong. Okay. And then we got Quiddy Pay with his knee injury. Um, not it's not serious right correct i want to say it was a bone bruise so he dodged a bullet there uh that would have really sucked if he went down with a major injury because we're trying to improve our pass rush this year and he's you know one of the components of that so just some injury updates there rigoberto sanchez being being the big one i'm hoping our our special teams doesn't take too too big of a fall from that so We'll see Jamal, right? Oh, we will. So let's get into some training camp talk. Jamal, I'll I'll just start off with this. We'll kind of tie training camp into it. But what are you most looking forward to seeing in this final preseason game? Off the bat, the starters being on the field for a full half. I can't wait to see that. I'm excited to see it all come together. I'm hoping Frank Wright goes into the real playbook especially with Tom Brady on the other side of the field. I feel like you have to show something, you know, let, let, let's let these guys get loose for a little bit. So I'm really excited to see them out there on the field. I want to see these receivers get a chance to shine. All we've been hearing about is how much Matt Ryan's been targeting them all training camp long. Of course, we know JT hasn't really been doing much out there. So it's really just been the quarterback receiver show. I'm ready to see this thing firing on all cylinders. And also what I'm really ready to see with this offensive line, if, Ryan Kelly's out. One would assume Danny Penner's going to then bump down to center. And Will Fry probably goes in at right guard. But I wouldn't mind maybe seeing some kind of a lineup with Raymond in there as well. I, I don't know that that necessarily would happen. 
maybe bump Matt Pryor over to right tackle because he is the one of the only players on our offensive line who has experience playing across the board. Left tackle, left guard, right tackle, right guard. So I wouldn't mind maybe if we could bump him over to left tackle and then um, and and maybe put Raymond in there as well as keeping fries at guard. I don't know. We can think of a couple of different combinations to possibly use. I think that'll be pretty neat to see. Uh, but my thing I'm just most excited for are these starters to be on the field. Defensive-wise, you know I'm I'm ready for them. I mean, I, I want to see I want to see Nick Cross out there reading Tom Brady like a book. I'm ready to see Gilly Lock to show what he did back in New England. I, I don't know, man. It's, it, I think it's just going to be a good feel for a final preseason game to be against a championship-caliber team like the Bucks, even though they have some players down. I just think that it's going to be an exciting, exciting game. And I really hope we get a win out of it. Yeah, I heard you talk about the center position if Ryan Kelly's out. Do you think Wesley French slides in there as a starting center? Is is that even possible? Uh, You know what? I think that could be a possibility. I, I guess I kind of went with Danny because he played backup center last year. Uh, so I, I kind of assumed that he would assume the role. But, yeah, I guess I didn't think about French hopping in there as well. He could do that. Definitely. I guess we'll have to see. Who the, who the starting lineup is when it's announced. So for me, I'll say two things. One, and you're really going to like this, Jamal. One of the things I'm looking forward to seeing is Jelani Woods. Mm. With so much hype around Jelani Woods out the draft, why did we not try to get him the ball more over the last two preseason games? First game, he had a few receptions, one being that touchdown directly in the end zone. It was lovely. I mean, he he made it look easy. Second game, zero targets. Why is that? I I I'm so confused about that. Uh, he just he has the capability of being such a good target in the red zone. Jelani Woods will hopefully develop to become, you know, a big time playmaker for us. And he's most likely going to be that tight end three to start the season. You know, I don't think, from what I've seen, I mean, if you're getting zero targets, I don't know. I don't think you catapult to the tight end two or one from here. But this game coming up, he's going to have to make the most of his opportunities. He made a tough catch over Nick Cross in Wednesday's practice. So it like it was a really good catch from what I've heard. So just in general, I'm hearing a lot of good things about Woods this week in training camp. So it's it's very encouraging to hear that. Uh, things that I haven't, you know, heard in other weeks. So all signs are pointing up while we close out the final week of training camp. I just want to see the coaching staff get him more involved in this last preseason game. I know, I know, you're a big Jelani Woods fan. I don't know how you feel about that, but that that's that is how I feel. You know, I agree wholeheartedly. I want Jelani to get out there and be successful. It's time for him to get out there and have a chance. I mean, Granson got targeted targeted quite a bit this uh, preseason. So I'm really ready to see Jelani get out there and do something. I don't care if it's in the red zone. I don't care if it's, you know, in the, I don't, it don't matter where we are on the field. I just really want him out there to get an opportunity, but I do want to see him block as well. I don't want to just see him go out for passes. I do want to see him get a chance to get some blocks uh, because you got to earn your keep. I'm not going to sit here and, and say that he doesn't have to go out there and actually prove he can block as well because I think that's a really important aspect. But I, I, I am ready to see him go up for a little 50-50 jump ball, or I guess in his case, since he's, what, 
six seven. Probably a seventy thirty six, jump seven, ball. I think, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> Well Yeah, I I agree. I, I I need to see more Jelani Woods. I mean there there needs to be some evaluations going on for him. My second thing I want to see in this final preseason game is the cornerback depth battle. So you know, there's position battles going on all over the team, but four cornerbacks are certified fresh for the regular season. That's Kenny Moore, Stefan Gilmore, Brendan Faison, and Isaiah Rogers. They are 99.9% going to make the roster. Who's going to be the fifth? And I think that's a, this is probably the most tossed up question out of any position group. In my opinion, is it going to be Anthony Chesley? about Tony Brown. Those are my top two choices right now. What about Dallas Flowers? I've heard good things about Dallas Flowers. Alexander Myers, Marvin Tell, Chris Wilcox. That there's no there's no standout to me. So I don't know who's going to get cut, who's going to get sent to the practice squad. So I think only 14 people can be on the practice squad. Uh it's just, I, I really don't know. So I want to see somebody of our cornerbacks just stand out against the Buccaneers in our last preseason game. This is assuming the Colts only carry five cornerbacks too. So maybe they carry six. I'm I'm just going to assume five right now just to make, make things simple. Uh, I mean, you might be asking why the cornerback battle position, Eric. I just, I mean, what other position group is is as big as a toss-up as the cornerback position? So and I, I don't think the wide receiver is. I think we we could all come to a consensus on who's probably going to make those last two spots. I think we could. Defensive line I might be a little bit different, but I, I think we could come to a consensus. I, I just don't see another position group that's, that's just could be all over the place. Um, y'all not about to tell me Samson Nakua is going to make it over Mike Strong. I, I just I just personally don't think that. I think most people would agree. I, am I right? I, I Agreed. Don't <laughs> but looking at the cornerback death, that yeah, again, there hasn't been a standout that can firmly say is going to lock up a spot. So I have my top two players. I want to see what happens in this Bucks game, and that's that. Simple enough, man. All right, all right. I like that. Uh, that's a, that's a good perspective from the cornerback spot because I agree it is a, definitely a toss up, and I want the best people out there too because I'm just always afraid of injuries as well. I mean, we know that's plagued us historically, mm-hmm. so I, I just want to make sure that we have the the most suitable person behind who's ready to go out there and play because we're gonna we're gonna need any and everybody. I, I'd rather be three steps ahead than than the five steps behind. But I got a question for you. What okay. what would make this last preseason game against the Bucks a successful game? You know, I would love to see our offense just completely ball out. And I'm talking about our our starters just completely ball out in this first half of the game. How many drives they play, I mean that's up to the coaching staff, but I want to see them absolutely dismantle the Tampa Bay defense. That would leave such a good impression to Colts Nation, I think on what we have to look forward to against the Houston Texas come week one. Because I already have a good feeling about our defensive unit. I think they looked strong in game one. 
against the Bills. I don't think many starters played game two. Maybe Nick Cross, one or two others. I think we have some great players in every position group on defense, so I'm not too worried about them. But I do want to see them hold up their own against Tom Brady. Tom Brady said any better. Yeah. Tom Brady starting kind of changes everything. I yeah. want to completely shut him down. And it especially our defensive line. I want to see them because, you know, this Tampa Bay offensive line has been crippled in the past few weeks. You know, they lost Ryan Jansen. I think Tristan Wurst is coming off injury too. It they're they're just that they're not the same O line they were a few years ago with with a few injuries. They still have really good D line with you know Vita Vey, Keem Hicks, and, and, but I want to see us completely dominate. I it would it would feel so good, and I will jump on the hype train for our offense if we can do that. What about you, Jamal? We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team, came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Exactly what I was going to say, man. I want, I want Frank Wright to come out there aggressive. I don't want any of this passive nonsense. Oh, we just want to play smart. No, 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 man. We're going against a, championship caliber team we know that who comes out and goes hard every single game every single play then we got to put our best foot forward offense got to be firing on every cylinder they have to be as you mentioned I feel like defense will be firing on all cylinders so not that I'm not worried about them but they had a little bit of a lesser of a worry in my head because I know they come with that intensity every single day but I really need to see Matt Ryan in rare form I need to see Paris Campbell in rare form. I need to see Alec Pierce just just tearing it up. Show us these routes have gotten better. I need to see whether it's Mac, Granson, or Woods out there. I need to see them going 110 every single play. I don't want to see any of this nonsense, quick three and outs off of off of, you know, just terrible, terrible play calling. If we're given Matt Ryan, all this creative control, like like Reich talked about all beginning of the training camp, then Matt Ryan, I need you to come out there and be a dog. I need you to show us what it was like when that when you went to the Super Bowl. Get sh- Give me that same intensity. Show us why you came to Indianapolis. You could have gone anyplace else for your last couple of years. Well, not quite any place, but you know what I'm getting at. You had options. So yeah. show me. Show me why you chose here. And, and and make it known early in the game. I don't want to see any of this playing from behind stuff from our offense. I want them to come out there like some dogs. Secondly, for defense, man, again, as we talked about last episode, we get so spoiled by our defense. I just want to see two takeaways. I want to see two big-time takeaways. I want to see Brady looking confused like when he was holding up three fingers when it was, when it was fourth down. 
that's what I want him to be looking like out there with our defense on the field. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to see this first drive red zone trip. I know that I know Nick Cross can shut it down in the red zone, but I cannot watch Tom Brady and company march down the field on us. Just play after play after play after play and then hope that Nick Cross or someone else can step up and make a play in the red zone. Man, let's get an early three and out, set the tempo, and let's get the ball going. And lastly, hopefully no injuries, man. I don't want to see any injuries. You know, I, I know they happen. You can't control all that stuff. But I would love to just see an injury-free game from, from both teams because, like you said, Bucks have already been riddled with injuries. Uh, you know, we, we've had a couple this week that's kind of scared us, but especially seeing as how we haven't had really any all preseason. So I want to see zero injuries. But, man, I'm ready to see this offense get out there and just hopefully Frank Wright just opens it up like full tilt. Yeah, this game is going to be very telling. I think this is going to be – the most important preseason game because first game we can we can sit there look the other way and say okay that was just a bad day the second game starters didn't play really so we're like okay stars didn't play we're being conservative that's fine game three you've announced starters are going to play up to a half this is the final preseason game before that real shit starts we need to see something as Colts Nation, to see what is like, what are we gonna have? Is Matt Ryan the guy? You know, is he better than Carson Wentz? We've said he's better than Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor's be. not gonna play, so we're not gonna worry about the running back position. Maybe Naheem Hines. We'll get to see what he does out the backfield. But then our wide receiver core. Are you guys going to be able to make plays? Are you going to be able to win those contested catches? Are you going to be able to generate separation? These are things I'm going to be watching for for our offense. So next podcast episode, we might be focused directly on the offense just because that I think that's the thing that's under the microscope coming game three. Now, if our, if our defense has a good game or an average game, we probably won't say much, but if they have a bad game, oh boy, we're going to be critiquing. So... Colts offense, you guys are under the microscope. We'll see what happens. Jamal, I got one last question for you. Let's say we hold three quarterbacks on our 53-man roster. Okay. Do you think we keep Sam Ellinger? Mm. Man, you already know I'm biased towards this. And I'm going to tell you straight up, he better be on that 53-man roster. I can't, and I repeat, I can't, I can't. Watch this man get cut after the preseasons he ha- he's had. I have been saying it since last year. Give this man a shot. And I know Frank Reich brought in Nick Foles to be the number two. I know that Nick Foles has a track record. I know Nick Foles this. I know Nick Foles has a Super Bowl win. I know that. But we just have to remember, how did Nick Foles get this opportunity? Oh, that's right. Carson Wentz got injured. There was an injury that allowed him to come in and get the win. Imagine if Wentz would have never gotten injured. If Wentz would have never been hurt, and let's say they got to the Super Bowl, and Wentz just had the shittiest game ever, guess what would have happened? They would have just lost. No one would have ever heard anything about Nick Foles and his comeback win and blah, 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 and all this. So all I'm saying is you got to, if they release Sam, if they release Ellinger, 
there's a high probability he'll get scooped up to be someone else's number two. I think he would be scooped up to be number, number two someplace else. And if he does, good for him, because I think at this point he deserves it. I know that he will not probably get many reps, if anything, during this game, especially if the starters play the first half. Nick will probably play the entire second half. So Sam's playing during the preseason is probably done. I think it's I think it's finished at this point. But we have to remember that it didn't just fall out of the sky. Nick Foles didn't just go out there and from week one lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl championship. Like it's just it just didn't happen like that. So I can't continue to live in a bubble where people, the, the what we have to just say is well, Nick Foles' track record, I get it. I promise I get it. I promise I do. But look at Jordan Poole in basketball. He was on the sideline. Now he's one of the he's one of the best shooters for the Warriors. I'm saying he's got an opportunity when Steph when Steph was injured. <laughs> this man hate Nick Foles. I don't hate Nick Foles. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, uh, in all seriousness, though, I'm just saying that I know how Frank Reich rolls. I know that he is the most loyal person ever, and I respect his loyalty. I just hope that in the event that we have to have them in, and I, I fully agree, you give Nick Foles the first shot because he is the number two QB. That is what you're paying him way more money than Sam to do is come in and QB at number two. But... I'm just saying that until we give Sam a chance at some point, you can never compare the two. You, can, you it's not a fair it's not a fair argument to to say, well, Sam hasn't done anything yet. I know because he hasn't had a chance to. So it, 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 I don't know. I could go on for days and days and days about it. I really could. Um, but I think that yes, he will. He will be on the 53 man roster because we did run three quarterbacks last year. Of course, with Wentz being there and Sam being a rookie, it would probably be in your best interest to have a third quarterback because if in the event that Carson goes down and then Sam has to step in and he's boo boo, then you're really up the creek. So you got to figure out who's going to come in and play. <laughs> but with having two legitimate, <laughs> two legitimate QB or QB one and QB two. I, I think that it would be a, a mistake for the Colts to just drop Sam. And my long, long-winded answer for you. Jamal, just go ahead and get a Sam Ellinger jersey. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> yo, you want, it, you want it that bad. Just go ahead and cop it. I don't know how much they're running now, but you will be fine. Probably for the low. One of the favorite jerseys you wear. Yeah. Look, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I, I, I kind of mostly agree with you. I think it would... It would mean preseason was for nothing if we don't carry him to at least the practice squad. He needs to be there if we need him. So, you know, practice squad, that wouldn't be a part of our 53-man roster, but I guess right. you're technically on the team still. But why are we playing Sam Ellinger so much if we have no intentions of stashing him? Exactly. Are exactly. We, yeah, are we trying to trade him? I, I don't know what it is. I mean, he, he's gotten a lot of PT in, in the in the. In training camp and in preseason games, I I agree. You know, for the most part. Um, plus, it would be nice to have some quarterback insurance behind. You know, beyond Nick Foles, there's always that small chance that two quarterbacks could go down in the game. It, it could happen. Very, very, very tiny chance. So I think we can spare him a spot on the roster and not let him get claimed on waivers. I think that would be the best chance. So. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mostly agree with you, Jamal. I won't say uh, 53 man roster, but practice squad something. Let's just no, retain him. That's fair. I want to. I I don't want to. We shouldn't be spinning. Nick Foles should have got more time at quarterback if we have no intention of keeping him. That's all I'm gonna mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of Nick Foles if 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 that's if that's what it's gonna be. But I guess you could say the same thing with Jack Cohn. He 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 has no chance of making no. the roster. So yeah, no no no. I don't know. He he got some drives in, so maybe maybe I'm I'm completely wrong on that. But. I think we're on the same same wavelength there. Thank for sure. Go. Yeah, and the last thing I just want to add to that, just because kind of like you were just talking about, though, if we have zero intentions, then we shouldn't be playing him. I, I, sometime I think that Reich still lives in the glory days of what once was. And I know he came out in the interview just, uh, I believe it was a week and a half or so ago, where he said that Nick Foles' arm is 20 to 30% stronger than what it was back when they were in Philly. And I'm I'm glad to hear that. I mean, the stronger the arm, the better. That's that's what I really want to hear. I just haven't had a chance to see that on the field all preseason. So, and I know practice is different. You know, they're seeing him every single day. But again, if you're biased towards a player, you can always find an excuse. It, with with Wentz last year, it was always, well, we want to, we, we, we want to give him his time to shine. Well, Wentz this. Well, Wentz that. It was never, it was never a situation where we can just come, where Frank Wright could come out and say, well, this was messed up because of Wentz and X, Y, Z. And again, not saying that everything was his fault, but the legitimate times where it was, Frank immediately took in the blame, explained why Wentz did X, Y, Z, and he should have done Y, X, Z instead. And it's just one of those situations where I just, sometimes I just get kind of, I get kind of lost in the sauce. And I think that Reich is living in a time where, the players were a little different for him because they were all together during that championship team. He's kind of reliving those glory days as opposed to moving forward uh, with the new talent that's there. And again, I hope, I hope we don't have to use Nick Foles. And if we do, I hope that he is just as good as he was during that time or better. But sometimes I just wonder if we jump the gun with certain stuff that we do, you know, especially when, we know that we need receivers or we want receivers or we know we have other talent that we're trying to take care of. And we have a potential pretty good backup quarterback that now we just bumped from number two to number three from last year because we needed or wanted to add more depth at the QB position. I don't know. Because we just didn't have that same energy last year with Carson there. There was no energy to get a a true backup QB two. So I don't know. Not, it's, I mean, it's just me ranting and raving, but... Well, you made a good point. I think the Colts, you know, I think they learn from their past. They do jump the gun. And I think the Carson Wentz experiment was a prime example of that, of, you know, spent a first-round pick on him, didn't pan out. But, I mean, you go back a year ago, year and a half ago, Frank Wright was all about it. He, mm-hmm. he was, he loved Carson Wentz. He, mm-hmm. he was raving about him and, you know, one season later, he's gone. And then you hear, we wouldn't have even retained him if we made the playoffs. Right. Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I mean, I just I... hope we can win a game. <laughs> when I heard that, when he wouldn't, like, dude could have won a Super Bowl and probably not get retained. I, I don't, probably not that to that extent right, but <laughs> even if we made the playoffs Carson Wentz 
would not have been there speaks volume. And that's all I'll say about that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be it, everyone. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Colts cast today. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We will be back on Sunday, actually, because the preseason game's on Saturday. So we'll be back Sunday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good one. Ready for Sunday.